in the house. Oh, yes. Um, I, <laughs> although, you know, we've chosen one day out of the year. We celebrate mothers every day um, because even the Bible says man comes from woman. Um, we see it naturally that man comes from women, and so we, we thank for all the sacrifices and all the things that you do on a daily, even though sometimes we don't act like we do, but <laughs> no, in our heart, we do appreciate it, all right? And so Proverbs 31, and the scripture reads, the words of King Lemuel, an oracle that his mother taught him, what are you doing, my son? What are you doing, son of my womb? What are you doing, son of my vows? Do not give your strength to women, your ways to those who destroy kings. It is not for kings, Olamil. It is not for kings to drink wine or for rulers to take strong drink, lest they drink and forget what has been decreed and pervert the rights of all the afflicted. Give strong drink to the one who is perishing and wine to those in bitter distress. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the, right, the rights of the poor and needy. An excellent, an excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She, per she perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hand to the distaff, and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Bow your heads in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word, for your scriptures, Lord. We don't have to look anywhere else to see honor, Lord, for this day that we have chosen out of this year to celebrate our mothers. Lord, we know that every good, good gift comes from you, Lord, and we know that our mothers are good gifts, Lord. We thank you for supplying us with mothers, Lord, and even those who are not around our, our biological mothers, having mother figures around us, Lord, to nurture us and to take care of us, Lord. We thank you for this scripture that we can even turn to where you highlight, Lord, the, the exceptional um, attributes of a woman woman, Lord. So, Lord, continue to show us, Lord, as sons, daughters, husbands, um, whatever is around mothers, even friends, Lord, to honor those women, to, to honor those mothers, Lord, as they make sacrifices, Lord, to take care, Lord. They sacrifice things that they may want to do, Lord, in order to take care of those who they've been entrusted to, Lord. Ask that you bless them, Lord, for their, their, um, their hard work, Lord. We know that you already bless them, Lord, for their hard work. You already bless them, Lord, for their determination, Lord, to be able to take care of what you've entrusted them with, Lord. So as we celebrate today, Lord, show us ways to honor, Lord. Show us ways to outbless them, Lord, for all that they do for us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
Take your seats. Good morning. So a wonderful day. It's warm outside a little bit, right? It's getting there. All right. So today, in light of Mother's Day, we're going to talk about um, the profile of a godly mother. So, um, and our text is coming out of Proverbs 31, but um, we're going to be all over the scriptures today. So I got like a thousand scriptures about mothers. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um, Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. We thank you. What an honor and a privilege it is to sit and to stand in your presence, Father, to sing songs to you together, together. I thank you where two or three are gathered together in your name. You're in the midst of us. And thank you for being in the midst of us. We acknowledge your presence. We, we acknowledge your person. We thank you for being with us, that we are not alone Pray that you will grant unto me your son who serves you supernatural divine utterance that I may boldly may know the mysteries of the gospel. Give unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints and what is the immeasurable greatness of your power towards them who believe. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So the profile of a godly mother. Um, This is the day that we celebrate mothers, single mothers, married mothers, future mothers. Uh, Mothers are gifts from God. Would y'all agree? Um, Without them, the family would not be complete. Uh, Mothers are people we we learn from and see characteristics. It's an echo. To see characteristics of God that we don't see in fathers. So, you know, mothers bring something to the table that fathers don't, and vice versa. Um, They are gifts and graces from God. God gives mothers wisdom wisdom and supernatural strength to do the impossible. Um, I remember my grandmother, we call her Big Mama. She she was big. (laughs) Um, She was able to raised about eight kids, nine kids, and sometimes when they didn't have food, she was able to make what seems to be nothing, something out of nothing. And so when I say that they have the strength to do the impossible, they have the strength to do the impossible. You want to see a mother mad mess with their children. Uh, God has truly blessed the human race with mothers, and we have to look at them as gifts. They're not just women who bear children, but who actually are gifted and graced to do it. God made women unique and different from men. Would y'all agree? Women and men are not the same despite our society. We We are different in so many ways. The way that we are wired, the way that we think, the way that we are, we physically appear, um, and you think about our purpose, our purpose determines our design. Or we can say our design determines our purpose, the way that God designed us. We must understand the different designs. We're not equal in the, in the sense, in this sense, that we're the same. But we are equal in the sense that um, God has made us, loves us the same. 
We have access to him through Jesus. So we are equal in that sense. But in one sense, we're not equal because we're different. So when the church understands the roles of men and women, order will come back to the church. When the man is out of his place, it makes the woman displaced. And it makes the children confused. So just take some time, take the time to look at the family and see how things are out of order. In our society, we have same-sex marriages, and, and they celebrate, our society celebrates same-sex marriages, and this is a perverted view of the gospel. Marriage is actually a physical display of, of the gospel, and the gospel is seen in biblical marriages. God is calling us back to his view on marriage, the family, and the church. Um, if you think about uh, reclaiming church according to scriptures, we're also reclaiming family according to scriptures, yeah. redefining it according to scripture. What does the scripture say? So in, to, in light of today, we celebrate motherhood. God has blessed the world with mothers. Mothers are precious people that God, God used to bring us into the world. If it wasn't for your mother, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> so let's look at, I'm going to give you 10 um, things that the profile of a godly mother. All right, so the first one is a godly mother is a helper to her husband if she's married. A godly mother is a helper to her husband if she's married. So go to Genesis chapter 2, Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 through 19. So the profile of a, god, a godly mother. She's a helper to her husband if she is married. Galatians, I mean, Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 and 19. Then the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground, the Lord God had formed every beast of the field, every bird of the heavens, and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. And it goes on. So we see here that God determined that man should not be alone. He made a woman to be her helper, to be his helper. So my first point is that women, mothers, godly mothers are helpers. They're always helping. They are in line with the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You think about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has the ministry of helps. He's always helping us to pray, helping us to live godly, helping us to stand when, when we're tempted to do, um, to sin. God uses um, the Holy Spirit to strengthen us. Um, Jesus said it like this, I will not leave, leave you comfortless, but I will take, I will give you a comforter. Destin is trying to help. <laughs> Thank you for the illustration. Godly mother, a godly mother is an example to her children. A godly mother is an example to her children. If you ever think about that, you think about how um, godly mothers, they, they exemplify Christ to their children. So go over to 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4. Look at verse 12. It says, let no one despise you for your youth, 
but set the believers an example in speech and conduct and love and faith and purity. So godly mothers are able to be an example. They're called to be an example in what they say and how they live and their love and their faith and their purity. So godly mothers are examples to their children. Many of you can look back and you can see how your life was formed through the example of your mom. You know, the way that she did, even though you may not, like when I grow up, I'll never be like her, but you find yourself acting like her, thinking like her, male and female, just like the same with the father. Um, My third point is this. A godly mother is a prayer, a prayer. That's someone who prays. Um, James chapter 5, verse 16, we're not gonna, you don't have to turn there. I'm just going to quote it. It says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Godly mothers pray. You think about the prayers of a godly woman. You look at Hannah. Hannah is an example who, in the Old Testament, she prayed. She went to the temple and she prayed diligently for a baby, and God gave it to her um, in the form of Samuel. Uh, you can look throughout scriptures, women praying. One of the things that um, when you become a widow, or for women who are widows, God left the examples of what they should be doing, and that is to give themselves to prayer. There's something that happens when women pray, especially godly women, mothers, when they pray for their children. Um, things happen when they pray. God answers and hears and hearkens to the prayers of a godly mother. Even if the children are, are stray and they're out in the world, the prayers are stuck like glue to that child. And so there's nothing like a praying mother. Godly mothers pray. They are, they are a prayer or they're prayer warriors. They war in prayer and contend with the contender for their children. A godly mother keeps her word. She's a keeper of her word. Whatever she says, that's what she'll do. She says what she means and means what she says. She keeps her word even to her own hurt. Let's go to Deuteronomy 23, 23. Deuteronomy 23, Chapter 23, verse 23. You shall be careful to do what has passed your lips. For if you have voluntarily vowed to the Lord your God what you have promised with your mouth. Here the scripture is telling us to be careful to do what we have, what passed through our lips. Um, Psalm 15, verse 4 talks about that you should keep your word even to your own hurt. Um, scripture also says in Proverbs, you're snared by the words of your mouth. Be careful about making agreement with your word. And so a godly mother keeps her word. She'll say, I, I'm going to be somewhere at a certain time. She'll be there. I'm going to do so-and-so. And have you, if you think about a godly mother, they have a tremendous um, God has blessed them with a, a, a tremendous uh, memory, and they know how to, re- they remember stuff. 
even when children forget. You promise me that they'll remember the smallest detail. So a godly mother keeps her word. Let's look at the next one. A godly mother builds her house. Proverbs 14.1. It's talking about the profile of a godly mother. Proverbs 14.1. You got to say amen. amen. The wisest of women builds her house, but folly with her own hand tears it down. So we see here a wise woman builds her house. Um, it takes a good woman, a good wife, a godly wife to make a house into a home. You give a woman a house, she'll make it into a home. You give her food, she'll make it into a meal. You give her seeds, she'll give you children. You give her hell, she'll give you hell back. <laughs> she has the wisdom. You know, R. Kelly said it well, when a woman's fed up. <laughs> she has the wisdom to build her children into champions. The wisdom of God within a godly mother. She has the wisdom to encourage her husband. She speaks words of life and not death. She understands that her words carry weight. They can produce either life or death. She builds her house with God's wisdom and understanding. For those who are single, you should be praying. And if you're male, you should be praying for a godly woman. Because a godly woman will build her house. She'll turn that house and make it heaven on earth. Next point is a godly woman is a praiser of the Lord. She praises God all the time. Go with me to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Talking about the profile of a godly mother. Luke chapter 1, verses 45. Stop at verse 51. It says, 45, And blessed is she who believed that there should be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he, has locked, he, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. So here, uh, we are display we're seeing a godly mother in the making, Mary, who, who pleased the Lord, and God chose Mary out of all the women of Israel to bring forth the Son of God. And here, this godly mother-to-be begins to praise the Lord. So a godly mother praises the Lord. She, shows de she demonstrates her dependence upon the Lord when she praises. She chooses her words wisely. And her words are acceptable to the Lord. Um, she, she blesses the Lord with all her soul and everything that is within her. This is what a godly mother does. 
And she displays that before her children. And the scripture that Alan read earlier is that um, her children and her husband should call her blessed. They should praise her. And so because she humbles herself and acknowledges where her strength comes from, God, she declares the praises of God. Have you ever noticed even unsaved mothers, God gives them strength to make it through? Um, even, you know, for years and years we hear, I've heard mothers and mothers who weren't necessarily saved, but they would make a, have a cry of, they, they prayed to the Lord and the Lord heard their prayer and answered them. There's something about mothers that God has on his radar that he strengthens them and gives them the grace to make it through. A godly mother instructs her children. She instructs her children. Let's look at a couple of scriptures. Go to Proverbs chapter 1. Well, since we're in New Testament, go to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1. It isn't easy being a godly mother, especially in the day that we live in. But God gives grace. Where sin abounds, God gives more grace to stand. So 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 4 through 6 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 4 through 6. It says, As I remember your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. Here's Paul talking to Timothy, and he's reminded of Timothy's tears He's talking to Timothy, encouraging this young pastor who's struggling while pastoring these people. They were despising his youth. And yet Paul is saying, I remember your tears, but also I remember that you have sincere faith. That faith was instilled in you through your grandmother and your mother. Notice it didn't say from his father, but from their mother, from his mother and grandmother. There's something about when mothers instruct their children, they're training them in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. I believe that one of the reasons why Paul chose Timothy is because he had three, Timothy had at least two generations of the faith passed down to him. His mother and then his grandmother received his faith. And that faith dwelled within Timothy. Um, And so there's something about when godly mothers instruct their children, they're instilling God's word in their children. That word is a seed, and the Bible talks about training up a child in the way that he should go, and that when he's old, he shall not depart. That is is, is like this. You have a child, your mothers recognize that it's like um, cement. It's flexible, and whatever they say, will be impressed in that children's life for the rest of their lives. Good or bad, negative or positive. And so a godly mother makes sure that they are pouring the word of God into that child so that that child can grow up having a a knowledge of God. 
and not forgetting the Lord, their creator. And so Timothy was a product of his mother's faith and his grandmother's faith. God used these women. You think about it. Mothers have more of opportunity, more influence on the lives of their children than Jesus had on the disciples. Jesus only had three years with the disciples. A mother has at least 18 years of shaping and forming that child into the image of Christ, helping and giving the word, having something, raising a standard or putting a standard in that child that that child cannot run away from. You know, they they can deny God. They can say, I don't agree with it. But that, that word and that standard will never pass away. The enemy comes in like a flood, but the standard of the Lord endures forever. It's able to stand against that flood. And so mothers, a godly mother, pours the word of God and raises the standard of living, of holiness and and godliness inside of that child. And that child has something to fight against the waves of the enemy. You think about um, recently I heard this, that over in the Middle East, Muslims are having lots and lots of children for the sake of passing the, their faith down. What, it, what would happen if, if, if believers would get that understanding? Said, so, you know, I'm not saying that you go out and have 10,000 kids, but, but for the sake of passing the faith down and not just, oh, I just want a little, a little me, you know, <laughs> run around. But I actually want to have children so that the faith could be passed down. It's something to think about. Um, Go to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 and 8. 4 through 8. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Four through nine. I said four to eight, but four to nine. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. These words that I command you today shall be on your heart. So here we see the, the oneness of God, who God is, in the instruction to love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind. Verse 7 says, you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as a frontlet between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So here the Lord is instructing through Moses to instruct children. And this is the call and the mandate for every mother and every father to instruct the ways of their children. We're not to leave our children up to chance. We are not to leave our children a way of just uh, hoping, hoping and praying that they'll get saved one day. But we have to be intentional. We have to intentionally instill the word of God. And I know growing up, my mom instructed us to memorize the Ten Commandments. 
That, that, those are the laws of God. We were instructed to memorize the Lord's Prayer. We were instructed to read the Bible every day. We couldn't listen to secular music, even though I snuck and did it. Anyway, <laughs> um, you know, I was sneaking and listening to Will Smith, which now you look at it like, this was not that bad <laughs> compared to today. Um, but um, those are things that God has given the mandate of a godly mother. To instruct, and if you think about it, the father is out working. He's the breadwinner. He's win. He's getting the the money and the resources to live. Whereas the mother is at home, and nowadays, you know, most mothers have to work. But for those who are blessed to stay at home, then they have the opportunity to really pour God's word into that child. So a godly mother instructs her children. She passes the faith down to them. All right, let's go to the next one. A godly mother manages her house. She keeps her house in order. She guides her, house, her home. She protects it. She, she doesn't allow the enemy to just come into the home. The husband is the first line of defense, and the mother and the wife is the second line of defense to protect the children. So go with me to 1 Timothy chapter 5. 1 Timothy chapter 5. Verse 14. It says, so I would have younger widows marry and bear children, manage their households, and give the adversary no occasion from slander. Notice this. This is instruction to younger widows, people, women who have lost their husbands. They need to marry, according to this scripture, and bear children and manage their household. So God expects mothers, a godly mother, to manage her household. Amen. Number nine. Oops, did I? You just love technology. Okay. A godly mother protects her children. She protects her children. She gives her children what they need. Not always what they want, but what they need. That's a godly mother. Now, a foolish mother gives her children what's what they want all the time. Um, she has a God-given love for them. A, mother, a mother's love cannot be denied. She would die for her children. She would, she would go without in order to provide for her children. She would work long hours. She would labor. She would sell her the very thing that she loves to provide and give for her children. She loves them with an unconditional love. A love that is not even heard of. It's something about a love um, that, that is in a mother that is so strong. Now, if a mother doesn't have a love for her children, something is seriously wrong. There's something that is perverted, something that sin has perverted that which God has desired. I know I've heard of some mothers killing their children. You know, you look at the news 
um, that is a, a love that something has gone wrong. That's the result of sin. And so a godly mother protects her children. She doesn't give her children up to the world. She doesn't sacrifice her children to be comforted by a man. She'll do whatever it takes to protect her children. She'll not be married for several years, talking about single mothers, in order to, to protect her children. Amen. My tenth point is this. A godly mother is a woman of faith. She believes God for the impossible. She moves mountains with her faith. There are things that God gives a godly mother that, that is, is unheard of. For example, whenever there's, especially single mothers, whenever they're facing a challenging time financially, they'll have the gift of faith and they'll believe God for the impossible. There's something about a godly mother who has the God kind of faith. Let's talk about the applications. Okay, let's talk about single mothers. All right, I have three categories. Single mothers, married mothers, and future mothers. First one is, the application is to trust God, um, to trust God to make up the difference in your children's life. You're, you're not called to be a father to your children, but God can. God is the perfect father. He's the perfect he, he is what it means to be a father. And so for single mothers who don't have a husband, um, well, all singles, single mothers, they don't have husbands, but God, they must trust, trust God because God is the provider. He's the, one, he's the father of all fathers. And my second point application is to pick a few good men. Look for godly examples for your children. God uses men to be role models um, for your children. So you need to be wise in selecting the right men to be examples. Choose more than one, but a few good men to be an example. And our last um, application is to live your life unto the Lord in front of your children. So those are for, that's the application for single mothers. So let's talk about married mothers. First, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Respect your husbands. Show reverence to him, especially in front of your children. Your children will do what you do and do what you say. They would treat their spouses based on the way that their parents interacted. So married mothers, the application is to respect your husbands. Also, to create Make a home to create a peaceful, loving, and learning environment, godly environment in your home for your family. That's the application for married mothers. So single mothers need to trust God and look for a few good men and live their life unto the Lord in front of their children. Married mothers need to respect their husbands and create a peaceful, loving, learning, and godly atmosphere in their homes for their and then my last application for future mothers is prepare now for motherhood. Don't wait till you become a mother to prepare to be a mother. To um, wait, no sex before marriage. 
Uh, wait until you get married before you have children. Single motherhood um, is hard. It's, it's, there's struggles with it. And God wants you to wait until you are married. It really takes two to raise children. But I like the African village. I mean, African proverb says it takes a village to raise children. And so you, you, single mothers, are they struggle. There's, you know, married mothers do too. And then learn how to cook now. Enroll in cooking school. <laughs> Enroll in school. <laughs> Enroll in cooking school. <laughs> Enroll in cooking school. So you can cook good meals. <laughs> so you can cook good meals for your family. So in other words, learn from other mothers and other women to how to cook. You know, if your mom, if you grew up where your mom didn't like to cook, then, you know, find an aunt or someone in the church to teach you how to cook because you need to learn how to cook. <laughs> and also, I, I didn't put out there, um, learn for, for um, future mothers, learn the roles of men, women, and children. So that's a good thing that you need to do, understanding the roles, the way God designed us to be. All right? And this is for all mothers. So um, increase your prayer life. Learn to become a prayer warrior or prayer. You know, begin to pray for your children daily. And for those who are future mothers, start praying for your children now. Don't wait until you get married to start praying and having children, but start praying for your children now. Also, become a student of the Bible. Start studying the scriptures now. Be an example um, to your children. Learn from um, older children. I mean, other mothers. Learn from other older mothers. And then speak life over your children. It's for all mothers. Your words carry weight in the lives of your children. Your words will become self-fulfilling prophecy in the lives of your children. What you say will come to pass in the lives of your children. So be careful what you say. Words go inside of a child and they live there for years. And sometimes they never leave. Words shape the lives of children. So be careful what you say. You know, some mothers, they like, man, my child is bad. You know, be careful because it will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Your words, mother's words carry weight. And years and years, you see older people, they, you know, 50 years old crying about what their mom said to them when they were two or three or four. Um, words go inside of us and they shape us. You know, there's an image on Facebook where this person, this, I think it's a kid, and they're um, being hugged by all these words. And, and they're like, it's like somebody's hugging them, but it's actually words. So words really do matter. God puts great emphasis on words. You know, you need to speak life. The Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so when we speak, we can speak death over our children. you just like your father. You'll never be anything. And, uh, I thank God that my mom didn't do that. My mom, she didn't really speak much about my father. 
my biological father. She didn't, say, she didn't say anything negative, and she didn't say you know, much or anything about him. She wanted me to find out about him by myself. And so that's just the wisdom of God. Um, but speak life. Your words carry weight. Your child will become what you say. Now, can a child rise above that? Of course they can. But it's harder for them. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you for this time. We pray for the mothers, um, single mothers, married mothers, and the future mothers, that you strengthen them and give them the grace that they need to become all that you call them to be. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> okay, Christian, you had something to say about the cooking school? <laughs> so, okay. So that's your. All right. Thank you. I like to second him and say that that point was great. Um, but, but no, but it's funny because uh, the other day I was at my friend's house and his sister was talking about the situation they were both in and how because of the way his mother is, like she has like anger issues. It kind of rubs off on me and he kind of lets that out on her. And like she understands that where it comes from. She understands it deeply because that's the way that he was just like when she gets mad she goes off on, mm-hmm. on him. So now when he gets married with him and the girl are in this argument or something comes up and he gets upset and he goes off on her. Mm-hmm. And she sees that and I just realize like yo, like how much you know effect that you know and his parents all all around but we talk about mothers today but um can have like even on because I think sometimes we think sons are affected by their fathers, daughters are affected by their mothers, but it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just, it's just that, you know, that, that, that point that you made was, was just so on point because it is true. Like, you know, you pick up a lot from your parents. So as parents, future parents or, or current parents, you need to filter sometimes our emotions and, and what we want to say. I mean, that's for everybody, but especially our kids because I think they're the most um, impressionable mm-hmm. um, because they are kids.
your kid and never thought about that at all. I just now like, okay, that's something that's equally important. It's my mom day, so why not I do that as well? So a lot of these factors um, that you pointed out are actually real. That's these are what a lot of uh, praying women do. You know, they pray on us and others to God. So I understand that and it helped me a lot more to figure out how to really prioritize everything because sometimes single mothers might be doing what married mothers are doing, so it's all incompatible. So You know, another thing for the um, praying, when I was little, little boy, um, my mom started praying for my wife and my brother's wife. I mean, for years and years. And this, we were little, and I remember hearing her praying for our wives. I mean, we weren't even close to teenage years. Or we're just little little boys, like you know. I'm catching snakes, you know, <laughs> as a little boy, a like jar full of snakes, and you know, and she she up there praying, Lord, pray that He'll marry the right woman. Da, da, da. So I I believe that my wife is a as a result of her prayers, you know, I really do. And so so that you can, but you learn how to pray. And then she she taught me how to start praying for my children now. I mean, when I was a kid. So when I was little, I'm praying. Part of my prayer life was pray for my children, my grandchildren, and I'm, now I'm praying for my great-grandchildren. You know, I may never see them, not on this side, but, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be all old, like, hey, what's up? <laughs> all right, so. Um, I, I was on the Sister Joy can speak to that. <laughs> and, and I mean, well, let me, let me make a comment. I'll make a comment. I'll make a comment, and then unless Sister Joy, because she lived it. I'm living in it now. <laughs> Even though Christian is grown. Oh, can drive now. But anyway, that's another story. Um, what, I can, what I would say is you, you, we use the word balance, um, I don't think you really can really balance life. It's just, it is what it is. And I know my mom, she would work, for example, growing up, she was a single mom for about 12 years of my life, 13 years of my life. 
and she would, um, would go to school. She would pray with us before she went to school. Um, maybe you have Bible study once a week. We, she sent us off. Um, every day she used to plead the blood of Jesus, lay hands on us and plead the blood of Jesus, which I couldn't stand. I'm like, why are you doing this like every single day? Well, she's like, yeah, plead the blood of Jesus, take the anointing oil. And, um, but I understand it now. <laughs> but I was mad. I'm like, man, she having a mess up my groove, you know? <laughs> um, so, um, and then when I got home, she wasn't home because she was working. So she left instructions. Some of the times it was my, my grandmother or my aunts or uncles, they helped with raising us. Then there were sometimes it was just me and my brother. So that means that she's like, okay, I need you to make the Kraft macaroni and cheese, hot dogs, <laughs> you know, um, oodles and noodles. And that's why I don't eat oodles and noodles to this day. Um, but it's just, but that's what she did. And she, by the time she got home, she wanted her homework done and dishes clean. And so, I mean, for a long time, we, we were like basically raising ourselves a little way. So she just trusted God and, and God just provided. So I'll let Sister Joy speak. Thank you. 
So the answer to your question is, you know, tell that person to trust God and to be involved, and that the children come in, I mean, are more important than their job when it comes down to it. Yeah, that's a good point, because I didn't, because in my, in my mind, I'm like, work. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
Actually, a lot of ways you can actually apply everything like to all of them. But I just wanted to think me thinking and in, in I didn't know who's going to be here, but thinking about single moms, married moms, and future moms. I thought about you, future mom, <laughs> and Christina. Uh, <laughs> so, so, but but I had that in mind. And but I know that you can apply. You know, you, you need more than you know. You need other mentors outside of your father too. You know what I'm saying? So, so I knew that, that that was, but specifically for single moms, you definitely need to look for mentors from school or from church or a community or uncles or brothers or whatever so that they can speak into their lives. You know, and, and life happens, you know, people die, get divorced, or, you know, and, and just God makes up the difference. And if, I don't know if you saw that, but I put God makes up the difference. I don't think, I had it on my notes. Church, that's right. Yeah, and God makes up the difference. And so whereas um, a natural father may not be there, because there's some people who don't have anybody. You know, unfortunately, there's some people who just, all their relatives are dead or, you know, that they know of, immediate relatives. And so God will make up the difference. And so that's what, but yeah, you're right on. You, you, took, you took the message and made it your own. You owned it. Now you go preach it, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was good. Add to it. Make a book out of it. Yeah. Just give me the props. <laughs> and the profits. <laughs> give me 10%. 10% to KLM. <laughs> no, just kidding. That's a little easy, though. It's a calling. So that's just something to remember that no matter where you 
But, uh, but you know what? It, um, this, Jesus even, um, he even listened to his mom when he was in ministry because she wanted the water to be turned into wine. It's like they're out of wine. He was like, woman, what, what, what would you have me to do? And it wasn't a disrespect, like woman, right. you know, but it was like, what would you have me to do? And he yeah. Said whatever he's. Mm-hmm. And then even even to the point after on the cross, he made provision for her to be taken care of. He said, you know, you know, man, behold your mom, mom, behold your mother, behold your son. Talking about John, and John took care of him. You know, and from what we're told, Mary was part of her church. She she was a member of Ephesus, Church of Ephesus. Pentecostal church. <laughs> they spoke in tongues there. <laughs> so, man, you could see Mary. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can start again. <laughs> she was probably shouting like, I bored as a... <laughs> really, really, she was. She was. <laughs> Do you think, do y'all think that people treated her special? <laughs> no, no, but do you think, you think they were like, oh, such a, you think they were like, wow, that's the mother of Jesus, like a celebrity, like, yo, look at her, look at her. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, we worship you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but what I'm saying is you think that they were like, yo, that's the mother of Jesus. Yo, she go to our church. Yeah, yeah. 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 The mother of the Messiah. <laughs> At this time, let's, let's um, worship the Lord by observing communion. In light of Mother's Day, thanking God for our mothers, thanking God for um, Son of God who came to die so we can have a proper relationship with our natural mothers. And so let's together eat what is representing the body of Christ. Let us eat together in the name of Jesus. And let us drink and remember of the blood that was shed for our sins. Thank you, Lord, for causing your son to be shed, his blood shedding for our sins, that we have forgiveness of sins. We're free from sin and the power of it. So let's drink in remembrance of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Praise you. We honor you. We honor you. We bless you. We thank you for all that you have done. Thank you for our mothers. We, we worship you for our mothers and our mothers of the faith. Lord, everyone here have mothers who are in the faith. And Lord, we thank you for that, that they trained us in the ways of God, that we may know you. We are what we are today because of our mothers. And Lord, we thank you, Father. We thank you for these things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.